the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with my good friend, my buddy, my pal, keep it up. <laughs> Verlon, the troublemaker, Mr. Red Velvet himself. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> We're about to heat it up today, baby, on a few issues. I can't wait. I can't wait. We're about to hit all the hot button topics. And there we're we gonna, go. We're going we're to leave you with something to think about today. Now I can hear myself. Whew, that was intense. A little, little <laughs> intense right there. Uh, you know, before we get, get, get started with the show, I just, you know, you, you're looking at everything that's happening across this country. Um, I, I never thought we'd go from a pandemic to war to, to seeing war, uh, you know, because we, we at one point had a strong man in the White House who wasn't weak, who wasn't feeble, uh, who knew he was in the White House, first of all. Huh. Uh, and you look at everything that's happening today. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have, I reached out to my good friends at Freedom Square, Anastasia, and wanted to get uh, Major General, retired Major General Paul Vallely on. Uh, we're going to have him on at, in the next hour, uh, the one o'clock hour, just to discuss what's happening over there in Russia, what's happening over there in Ukraine. But I also want to talk to him about the experimentation that's happening in our military and and why, when you look at what's happening on the world stage, why that's important, why, why, why that's so important that the American people understand what's really going on and happening in our military. Because, you know, these other countries, they're not teaching a lot of this wokeism in their military, they're, they're teaching and training their people, you know, uh, how to fight actually, <laughs> and not getting all caught up in all of these other, uh, issues in our military. Because I mean, you know, teaching all this CRT and teaching all this, you know, now that trans can go out and get, you know, surgery through our military. I mean, and this, I mean, I, I really think we, we're, we're missing the mark when it comes to what's happening in our military. And if we don't have a strong military, it's going to fall. You look at what's happening in Ukraine. They're passing out uh, uh, AR-15s. Did you see the, uh, Valon, did you see the the meme with Occupied Democrats? No. 
when they were saying um, a couple of years ago, there's no way, and, and I'm paraphrasing, there's no way that, you know, uh, access to AR-15s is so uh, rampant here in America. Yeah. But then in about Ukraine, they're saying, yay, they got AR-15s, now they're going to fight back. No. Are, are you serious? No, Which I, is I, haven't, I haven't heard anything. The media the media has been almost silent when it comes of to course. that. Of course they are. Well, the left-wing media has been si- silent when it comes to that. Of course they are. And and, and, and that's, that's the importance of having some good, strong elected officials. And we're going to have a couple of people who are running for office um, joining the show today at the 1235 hour. Scott Greider, who's also a friend of mine, who's the Kendall County Board Chairman, he's seeking to become the 14th Congressional uh, Congressman. Uh, and we're going to have, in the, in, a, in the 1 o'clock hour, Kathleen Murphy, who was just newly minted, as Jesse Sullivan's um, running mate for lieutenant governor, we're going to bring her in to talk some about some local issues and 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 things that relate to the state of Illinois. Oh, okay. uh, and I got a surprise. I, I you know, I've, you've been on the show with me a couple more than a couple of times um, lately. I've been really trying to give voice to the young people of of our of this generation. Um, I, I got a surprise about something that there's a group of young people. Um, that are trying to um, make the young people's voice really heard now because, you know, I, I really believe when you look at what happened with the mask, you know, Tom DeVore was the attorney on that, but it was the it was these young kids who said we've had enough, yeah. you know, throughout these high schools. And now they're over, I think, 600-plus school districts. Um, and not, technically all of them should be. Hopefully Dennis, Mr. Reveletti, I hope you call in to, so we can discuss this TRO and the Supreme Court decision to vacate Judge Grishow's um, um, ruling. And also, basically, they said it's a mute point. There's no, there's nothing we can do here from the Supreme, Supreme Court. I, I want to know why they vacated the TRO. I know why. And I think uh, as, I, as I read some, of, some, some articles on it, I said to myself, these two Supreme Court seats that are up, the second and the third, are going to become really relevant. And I and I hope people, this is why I say, you know, anytime there's a victory, and I learned this through the Second Amendment fights, anytime there's a victory, the Second Amendment, the Second Amendment crowd lays low. Oh, we got a victory. No, that's just, that's just one battle. Dude, there, there are multiple war fronts that, is, that, are, that are happening, not just here in the state of Illinois, but across our country. And I think sometimes we rest in our laws when we, when we gain a small, slight victory, when in reality, we need to be... You know, stand on alert because I, I always go back to that Bible, that story in the Bible, Gideon, you know, when, when there were thousands of soldiers and God told Gideon, you know, I want you to find the people who are drinking their dog, drinking the water like the dogs. You know how dogs lap yeah. and they're always looking. And God told Gideon, oh, no, I want you to pick those 300 people because that's the type of war we're in right now. We're in, I'm, Verlon, we're in the fight for the soul of this world now. The soul of this world, not just the soul of America, not just the soul of the state of Illinois, but there's a there's a fight. There's a and, and, and a lot of it has spiritual connotations. Nobody wants nobody's really touched that aspect about the spiritual connotations that we're fighting across the world right now. OK, two things. Go ahead. I think it's down to two school districts when it comes to the mass. Mandate. <laughs> I know who you're going to say. Chicago Public Schools. And it's one more. I, I can't think of off the top of my head. So we've we've knocked that back. Right. And. um when it comes to Chicago public schools and where the, the governor has his power, uh, when it comes to uh, government oversight, the, and you said the Supreme Court said they can't do anything about it, 
they leave him that power, just like the president, they leave him that leeway to have power with people like me in nursing and people that work for government or has anything to do with or tied to government. So they're not going to overrule that. Right. Okay. So, you know, you know, you, you can take it and leave it. Okay. Now, when it comes, now, when it comes to what you said, I'm, I'm, I want to ask a question. Go ahead. What do you mean second and third pick when it comes to, to the Supreme well, Court? Well, the Illinois Supreme Court. Oh, Illinois Supreme the Illinois Court. Supreme I was about to say, wow. I've, 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 no, 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 I'm no. really out of the loop. The, the Illinois Supreme Court. Okay. There, um, there's, so Justice Michael Burke was in the second. Uh, the, the, so there, there are five appellate um, um, court. And within those five, it, Cook County gets three. Mm-hmm. And the, the other four are divvied up based upon the appellate court jurisdictions. So they moved Michael, uh, Justice Burke. Uh, I mean, um, I hope I'm saying his name. I feel like I'm saying his name wrong. Um, they moved him out of the second. The second, So now the second is open, and now he's running in the third. So the second and third, if, if, if conservative-minded or people who believe in the Constitution can actually take over those seats, I don't think you would have had that decision. I don't think you would have had the decisions you had because Mike um, Justice Burke actually wrote was part of the dissent in that decision. Oh, so that second and third, because right now the the southern half of the state that should go to people who are right thinking when it comes to um, their judicial philosophy. Right um, now, the second and third, they've added a little bit more. This was the first time since 1964 that the map for the for the justices or the or the judicial was changed. Mm. And so so you see the politics in play? Yeah, of course. You see the politics in play, yeah. right? Because they understand this is how the left gets their power. This is how they maintain their power. And I, I I hope one day the right wakes up and understands the battlefield. They just simply don't understand the battlefield. They under see the left understands that the that, that judicial see like Prisker, you, you know, he didn't want to listen to what Judge Christian said, but once he gets his decision, oh, it's the final, it's the law, mm-hmm. you know. But Republicans just don't get that fight yet. Well, do you believe that the, the uh, Illinois Supreme Court is going to side with him? Wait, what do you mean? Because uh, he's taking it all the way to the Supreme Court. Oh, he already did. He already took it to the Illinois Supreme Court. Supreme Court, uh, that's that's what happened yesterday. There was a decision that came down from the Illinois Supreme Court. Did they side with him or not? Well, they basically, it was a mute point because they said um, Jay Carr had already removed the um, um, the rule. Okay. So there's nothing that they could do, but they also vacated Judge Grinch, Grishow's um, decision. Oh, I think I was hearing something about yeah. that earlier. So that's why, Dennis Revelletti, you better call, because uh, I want to I get your take on why that happened. Uh, you get what I'm saying now? Uh, now I got you. Hey, guys, we're going to have a jam-packed show today. Don't go anywhere. Share all the links. Uh, join on the, any of the social media platforms. Ashley, Kip, I'll take your call when we get back. But... I'm excited. I feel I, I and I'm I'm pumped up about today's show. Oh, and I know you got something that you want to hit me on top of the head with. Yes, but it ain't happening. <laughs> we'll be right back. And now more black and right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Just switch your attitude. Go ahead and level up yourself. This that different latitude. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with the troublemaker himself, Mr. Red Velvet, Verlon Galloway. Man, I love Kanye, man. Yeah. 
I do. I, I had to pay homage to him and, and add him to the bump of music. Oh, yeah. Um, He's a genius. Chicago boy, uh, a genius. I know a lot of people have take take umbrage with him, you know, talk about his mental health, but um, he's somebody that's that that tells it like it is. Yeah. Um, he he talks about his mental health and how he's fighting through it. But you know, shout out to Kanye. Hey, Yay! I take the offset. A billionaire with mental health or being me and almost broke. <laughs> I'll take that too. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. And if you want to give us a call? Give us a call three one two six four two fifty six hundred. That's three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Let's go to the phone lines and Kip. Kip, welcome back to Black and Right. All right, listen, guys, I'm just so really happy to hear you guys on today, you know. And I'm sure that the show is going to really get smoking, you know, because you guys really do have the, your tuning forks, you know. You know that you ever see an actual tuning fork, you whack it down, you stick it on an instrument, yeah. you put that string to that. You guys are in tune what's going on. Thank and you, may the Lord really show, shine the light your way. Thank you, Kip. We thank, need more sponsors. Thank you. So, thank you. <laughs> hey, we need more sponsors. So those well, of you who listen, they, they come on in that, you know. But listen, man, what, what, with everything what you have said already in the beginning, man, you know, it's the world order is really coming after us, and and that guy from Russia said it. He said that they're they're worried about the world order, so they're carving out their bumper zones and everything. They're trying to, to destabilize America because we are the prize. We're the freedom fighters in the world yeah. that that takes care of the whole world. And it is so bad that we have the representing us right now, and our representative government is so corrupt, and we all know what it is, yeah. you know? And, and you can beat your your brains into the freaking wall all day long, and it's never going to change until, I don't know, God really, really shows people's hearts, and the right people come around and see their sh- shame and... and it, it, that that because their their time is short on this earth, and don't forget that yeah. they're going to eternity one day. That's true. And don't everyone do not forget that. Right. All right. Well, hey. I'm gonna listen. Now, you guys are great, and may God bless you. Bye. Right. God bless you too. Hey, your boy says on on a, on a Facebook. Is this finally the Black History Show? Phil, who, who, Phil, who said Phil? Phil. Uh-huh. Man, call Phil. Don't start that stuff. But you know what? Phil Phil's gonna call after I get through saying what I gotta say on two different issues. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Oh, you want to do it now? Let's go now. Oh, okay, let's, let's go, go now. now. Well, I think we need to take back the language from the left. Okay. You know, for, and I'm going to hit them at their core. Go. Black. Uh-oh. Number one, black is not a race. It's a color. There's no such thing as race. The black race. It's African. If you want to hyphenate me, I'll take African American. I won't. I know. I knew you was going to say that. But before me and you get go into ahead. it about African American versus black, there's no such thing as the black race, and I want to hit you right what you just said. You said it's a color. It's not a color. Let me tell you what black is. What is black? It's the absence of color. Oh. You can look it up. You can I, Google I, it. I, I'm yeah. Familiar, yeah. Now, I know you're familiar. Yeah. I know you've, you've been well-educated. And any begin- Some would say not. <laughs> <laughs> but any beginner painter, number one, a scientist, science will t- teach you yeah. this, and any beginner painter will tell you it's a base. Yeah. It's a base where all other colors arise from. And I'm going I'm to I'm hit you with another loop. Go ahead. I'm going to go all the way to the other spectrum. White is the embodiment of all colors. Oh, come on. Matter of fact, they were the original rainbow people. 
So white people, take the rainbow back from the LGBTQ. Oh, boy. Now you try to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble on all all levels. I'm going to hit them on all levels. The left has taken the rainbow. They've taken the word gay. Gay means happy. That's all it means. It doesn't mean sexual preference. Okay? And black, I don't identify with black. See, Tiger Woods didn't know how to say it. But I'm going to hit you. He just said, I'm not black. You know, he Calabalasian or something like that. Well, whatever. His father was black. Yeah. Well, oh, wait, wait. Oh, I know. How was his I father know. black? You just said no such thing. Language. But I'm just, t- I'm just saying Tiger Woods is well educated. He didn't understand how to explain it. But black is not a color. Black is not a race. And I'm tired of the left making us and forcing us to accept their premise and their ideology. You're going to get feel the call. I'm done with it. Yeah. I am so done. I identify as an American first, and if you're forcing me to hyphenate like Italian-American, Irish-American, Jewish-American, or whatever, I'm African-American. Yeah, you if, sure? If you... If that you, big old lemon hair, you probably got some, you probably <laughs> well, got some I, I, Irish or something. No, 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 German. My German, mother's, yeah. my mother's half German, and then my, uh, my father's grandmother was half Navajo Indian. Yeah, I'm mixed up, but if... You for, but I have mostly African American blood in me. If you force me to hyphenate, I choose African American. So I'm tired of the left forcing us to accept their premise, and I'm going to start taking back words and phrases from the left and making it our own. Remember, two years ago, yeah. or over a year ago, we didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't keep my promise last year. But I'm going to be the no new social issue warrior, not social justice. Social issue, and if anybody thinks, wait, 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 stop, let's stop. Explain the difference. Social issue, yeah, because because oh, well, social I, justice. I don't, think, I don't think a lot of people really understand what social justice is. Made up, made True. up issues. We've always had social issues, like one issue we're going to talk about, abortion. Yeah, you know, other other social uh, other social issues. You know, but those are real social issues. Yeah, you could just come up with. You could just name something that they talk about, and it's made up, yeah. like uh, equity to to a degree, equality. And then they still still don't, still don't even understand the difference between <clears throat> equity and equality, in my opinion. Let me name you some other ones: um, healthcare being a right, um, cradle to grave welfare. Yeah, they they could speak to it better because but I. They, li- but they call it the prison to the pipeline. I mean, the the, the what do they call it, the birth? Cradle to the to the pipe. What, yeah, it's, prison it's, it's a prison to prison to pipeline. Yeah. So they want some kind of a law or standard where as soon as a baby is born, they have all of these rights and all of these welfare programs applied to them so they can be a better productive citizen. Yeah. So, you know, I, I wanna, I'm going to take it back step by step by step until people understand that's not the way to go. That's the way to destruction for our country. Our country will fail if we follow the left and their Marxist ideology. But right now, today, I want to start with black. And if anybody has the cojones to want to take on the left's narrative right. and take me on, call into the show. But if I don't hear from anybody today, then we'll worry about the next issue that I bring up. But, but, but I want to hear wait, about on, what on. you said. The the you don't you don't believe you're African American. You you something else. But, but hold on. Remember the Declaration of Independence. What does it say? That we have certain in, 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 Inalienable right. You're making me a cannon. Unalienable right. Which are what? Well, the, uh, life, life, liberty, liberty. And freedom of happiness. No, 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 no. No, no. It didn't say, listen, the declaration doesn't promise us freedom. I mean, happiness. It doesn't promise us. It says, and the pursuit. The pursuit. The of pursuit. Happiness. Pursuit. You're right. You're right. That's, the greatest, that's, that's one of the greatest aspects about, about the Declaration of Independence and about the Constitution of the United States of America is that 
every person born has these certain unalienable rights, which is what? Oh, life, life, liberty. liberty and, and you know what I said? The freedom of happiness. Right. I, but, you know, it's the, it's the pursuit of happiness. I said freedom. You said pursuit. Let, let's uh, she called back. <laughs> let's go back to Fuega. Fuega. Welcome back to Black hey. and Right. How are you? I'm great. Can Wait, you hear me? Yeah. Where are you? Sure. I'm at CPAC, and of course, since you're not here and we missed your presence, I, I wanted to call and, and wish you well and blessings from CPAC. Thank it's been you. amazing. How's it going? How's it going down there? It is great, and today I'm going to be sending you pictures. I'm wearing my squad buster dress. <laughs> it has been fantastic. Hey, when is President yeah, Trump speak? On the squad. When is President Trump speak? Um, he, he, I think it's, it's either 6 or 7 o'clock our time. He'll be on. I'll, I'll look and I'll, and I'll text it to you. Um, from the agenda yeah. but yeah it's, it's been great there's amazing so many patriots down here from not only all over our our state and our country but people have come from all over the world to celebrate conservatism and republican values and support candidates like me so it's been fantastic wow well i've been wanting to tell you something for months now you were right about everything when we were out at freedom summit talking about it you were right about, about your guy in Wisconsin, he, he didn't get convicted of not one thing, and I've been wanting to tell you that to your face. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Uh, oh, oh, and one other thing. Real quick, real quick. One other thing. No riots. We don't need any more problems, okay? <laughs> no riots. <laughs> Fuega. Fuega. Ashley Ramos. Uh, also a candidate for Congress. Yeah, I, I just Congress. heard. I just heard. That's awesome. Uh, thanks so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. You listening to Black and White Radio? We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself. He's getting so animated during the breaks. You got me all fired up because you gave me the green light. I didn't even know I was going to get the green light, well, and you, you gave know, it to me. You know, sometimes you can shift You can shift and make changes, you know, mid-radio show. You're right. But, well, um, I got, well, I have something to reiterate to you right off the bat. Right, go ahead. I know what you're going to say. We are forced right now into picking a hyphen. Now, I said if I had to pick one, I'm an American first, but if I had to pick one, it would be African-American. Okay. Who forces us? Society right now, the left has taken over the narrative, and they they well, Democrats they don't number force one. Me. Well, they've ha- they, they have force us, you. They have yeah. When Why? You, when you fill out a job application, okay. or a school application, okay. you have to you know pick what I pick? What national other other? other. I, I, well, after I was a kid, when I yeah. grew up and started working, I picked other because that enticed bosses to say, yeah. "Who is this right. other type guy?" I pick other, and I always got the job. You know why? Why? I'm an American. I just happen to be black. Okay. That's why. Right. I'm I'm black. I'm Irish. Up, I'm, I'm, up, what, up, what, up. what? You keep saying black. Didn't you just hear I, what I'm I said? I'm not to gonna let you force or dictate to me the words I choose. So See? you so you accept black I, as a race. No. I I guess what? If that's the word that I want to choose to define who I am, I'm gonna use the words that I choose, not anybody else to define who I am. I'm just listen, I'm an American. I just happen to be black. What's the idea? But, but guess what? I also have Okay, okay. I'll play your game. What's the ideology? Wait, time out, time out. I'll play okay. your game. All right. I'll play your game. I'm an American who happens to be Nigerian, who happens to be Cameroonian, 
who happens to be Irish, who happens to be Great Britain. Is, is that the game you want me to play? Well, I just played it earlier too. Navajo, yeah. Indian, black, yeah. and, and German. So what? Yeah. But uh, but at least I'm talking about a race. You're talking about the ideology. Right. What's what's your uh, why? Okay, that's that's the only word I, I am can an American. Why would I you am choose an American. to be black and accept the left's prince? I am an American. Simple, point blank. Okay, me to too. The point. Me too. Now, I'm not. No, I, I I'm not gonna play the game. You just won't play. the I game. I won't play the game. I'm an American. I, and I love being an American. But you know you're going to encounter these I conversations. Care. I don't and, care. And people are going to say, well, wh- wh- so? where are you? So? I'm an American. You're just going to say I'm an American. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Were you born in Africa? No. Were you born in Germany? No. But where, the, no, no, no. Time out. No. Where, where were you born? I was born here in America. Okay, so what that, what, wait, time, 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 time out. What does that make you? A descendant no, from No, what Africa. does that make you? I'm an American. Because, you, because, because your eth- who you are is dependent upon where you were born, right? Yeah. So we've allowed these people to monopolize language right. so that they can control us, right? Right. So push back against the monopolization. Who are you? What are you? You are a what? An I am American. an American, but. Ah, there's no but. You just, you just disqualify anything you just said when you use the term but. You just disqualified it at all. Because I'm, I was about to say but when it comes to race. Race. Yeah. We are different races. Okay. Made up. I just told you all my races. Me too. Great Britain, Irish. <laughs> You're not going to say that I, in a conversation with I you. will, and I have, and I've been doing it. Ever since I found out who I was, because uh-huh. growing up, all I, I thought all I thought I was was, your term, black right. and, and, and Puerto Rican. That's all I thought. But when I took the, the, the Ancestry DNA test, I found out that I had 13 different ethnicities inside of me. So this is who, that's who I am. I have like, I, I, actually, I'm 54% European. Yeah, you said that. 54 and 40, 44% um, um, African, of, from African descent. Uh-huh. And then Mexican. Right. And then all type of other little Asian and all that. Well, then by law, because it was taken to the Supreme Court by this young boy. I don't know who, who, what he's doing now. But his father was white, mother was black. And he filed with the Supreme Court saying that he was white, but he looked black. He looked, I mean, really black. Right. And they said, you're right. You are what your father is, not your mother, because right. the bloodline comes from the father. Okay. And they said, yeah, you can say that you're white. Okay. And people thought he was But you stupid. just said white is not a color. I mean, a no, I said the white, it's not a race. white is the embodiment, I, embodiment of all colors. I, I like what my buddy Marvin just said. He said, black and white are shades of color. Oh, wait, wait, are shades, rather. That's what he just said. Shades? Wait, let me, let me, let me actually get it. Let me go there. He says, uh, where did it go? The, oh. Black and white are shades, not colors. They're not colors. because because here's the truth. Here's, not. Because scientifically, when you look at it under the microscope, we all have the same skin color, skin tone. Right. We're all the same same skin tone. Right. White people are not white. Black people are not black. It's brown, technically. When that's the skin tone of who every single person, no matter where you live in this in this world, mm. you have a brown you have a brown skin tone. But nobody wants to have those conversations. No, nobody wants to have scientific conversations. So but- guess what? That means wherever you wherever you were born, that's what you are. You're an American. I'm an American. I really want to change the narrative to that. Now, now I don't. I, I, because you know, I, I'm. I, I can hear those people out there. Uh, trust me, I know. Uh, oh, you're ashamed of being what black? No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm. I'm not whatsoever. I highlight um, black excellence on this show. But you know what? Here's the deal. I don't let that define me, Rilan. 
My my the color of my skin does not define John Anthony. There's no such man. What did you even? I, I no, didn't even pay no, attention I, I, until I heard the music. <laughs> Well, to those people, it doesn't exist. It's not a color. It's not a race. I'm not ashamed. I just don't identify with it. Right. I'm not ashamed of it either. I'm an American, and I'm proud to be born in the greatest, most exceptional country ever created. Because you know why? Because America is an idea, and those ideas cannot be eradicated. You listen to the Black and White, we'll be right back. My dog's with it. You want it? Come and get it. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. But I'm only human after all. I'm only human. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself. Never lie. As you know, white is the base, not black. I got corrected on half of what I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scientifically, I'm right. White is the base uh, because in order to make black. No, in art. Right, in in art. Uh, white is the base scientifically. Yeah, black is absence of color. Like I right. said, well, absence of light. Right, which is which how makes, they come up. With yeah, with absence of color. Absence of color. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, let's go to Vince from St. Charles. Vince, welcome to Black and Right. I uh, uh, I love the show, and I'm going to try to clear up. Larry Elder talks about this. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he pretty much says he is an American. He said he's pretty much. I think he said he's black. I have a. I'm Italian, but I'm an American. Yeah. I mean, and a friend of mine is. Came here when he was eight years old from Cuba. He's an American. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's got a uh, Cuban heritage. I've got Italian heritage, but I'm an American. So that's how I look at it. And Larry Elder talks about it. Yeah. He has there's a YouTube video on it. So Larry Elder is a man, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The sage. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we don't argue with Larry Elder, right? No, I'm not gonna argue with Larry. Okay, so he talks about it. So if you want to look it up, or he's the one who talks about it. So. That's yeah. the one I go with. And, and you know what, and Vince? Vince it makes sense. It makes sense. It does. Know? And Vince, you know, I, I get beat up a lot from it, from uh, especially people who are black, because I, I, I take that stance. I'm an American. That's who I am. Right. And and mm-hmm. now we, you want to start talking about, you know, my, my heritage and, you know, what ethnicities, you know, sure. and all that nature. We can have that discussion. But I'm an American. I'm I'm from the United these United States of America. That's where I'm from. But let me want, let me add Hold something on. to it. Oh. Let Vince, oh, you okay. have something else, Vince? No, no, that's all I got. That's, all right. that's about it. Larry Elder's the man. Yeah, he Thanks. is. Thanks so much all for right, calling, you Vince. Too. Thank you. All right. Hello. Thanks so much for listening. Well, I want to add to it. The thing about it is, they've come up with this whole ideology out of the word black, and they force you to accept it. Black, black lives matter. Uh, this, well, this, they did call us Negroes first, and that's what I was going. I was going to go into the history. Uh-huh. There was no such thing as black in '60, '65. It was Negroes, colored. Yeah, you know. And uh, then Jesse Jackson coined the phrase, and I'm gonna give him credit for it: African American. And I think I would rather be called African American than a Negro. And color isn't really so bad. It just sounds bad. Color people. The way they said it. Yeah, color people. It's not, it's really, we do come in all different shades. Right. So, you know, I, I mean, I understand why of they one call color, it. Though. Of one There are many race. different shades, but there, but there are many different shades. Of a race. remember, the tone of the skin. Yeah. Yeah. But of a race. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're from, we're descended from Africa and we have different shades of us as a people. So I understand why they called us colored. 
but I would rather be called African-American, a descendant from Africa, than colored, Negro, or black. I don't identify with any of those phrases. Yeah, yeah. Lerone Bennett Jr., I, I remember reading a book. I think, he, I think it was called Before the Mayflower. And he talks about, you know, the whole skin color issue and stuff like that. I can't believe everything happened in Russia and Ukraine. We're talking about this. Well, we're going to get to it. it. We'll get to but it. But you know what? Guess what? I, 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 this is unconventional. I'm, I have an unconventional show. You know, everybody's talking about it. You know? All week. And we'll be talking about that in the, in the next hour uh, with uh, Major General, retired Major General Paul Valerie. Um So, uh-oh, my mic is going out. Did, can you hear me? Yeah. I think I my mic cl- is I hear, going I hear you click, click, clearly. Oh, okay, because I can't hear myself. Um, but I, but we're going to have that discussion with Major, uh, retired Major, um, Major General Paul um, Valerie. And But I don't know, Valerie. Um You get it. I mean, especially when you go on progressive talk, right? Yeah. About how they, the whole race issue, skin tone issue. Yeah. And then everything's tied into it because they feel that, you know, we're of the black race. We've been deprived of this, deprived of that. They want all these cradle to grave social issue programs. They want housing to be a right for black people. That's part of the ideology. They want welfare programs to be a right. Food stamps to be a right. They want all a cradle to grave med- medical care to be your right. That all has arised from black issues, not African-American issues, not an American issue, black okay, issues. Okay, stop, stop. We got to go because look who's calling in. Lloyd from Gary. Lloyd, welcome to Black and Right. Lloyd, you there? Yeah, I got a question. Uh, you know, white people are born over in Africa, and when yeah. they migrate and become a citizen— in America, are they still called African Americans? Well, they're from Africa, Africana. They're, right. They're born. But it's it goes along with your whole thing that you're saying. I'm an American now. Right. Why does the country that I come from have to have any identity tagged with it? Well, if if, if they're a citizen of the United States of America, they're Americans now. Uh, but most of right. them. But what the, the point there? There's a lot of arguments about this. But the the point when if if you were born if you were white. And you and I have a couple of friends who who are white who were born in Africa. You know that, that's that, what I'm saying. Yeah. But they don't call them Africans. I've heard white white Africans talk about this, and they call them Africana. Yeah, they don't call them Africans. Uh. So I guess they would be an Africana American. But again, another created word. Another created word. Screw the created word. Well, you know, I I kind of dug what Morgan Friedman says. How about there's no more black people? How about there's no more white people? We're just people, man. Well, the human race. You see how they uh, glossed over that when he said it? They never even acknowledged what he said. I heard exactly the same thing you heard from Morgan Freeman. Yeah. It was never acknowledged. Hey, hey, hey Lloyd, thanks so much for calling. We got to go to break. I really All right, appreciate thanks, you. man. Uh, I, I love what Blexit, Blexit the, commi- the communist. We actually were at our best when we were called Negro. <laughs> I just don't. I don't like that word. You don't? No, I don't. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't know. I'm just an American. Me too. I'm just a guy just trying to navigate this world yeah. called America. Yeah. You listen to Black and White, we'll be right back. I love my dog just like I'm Peter. Gotta protect my Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back. Black and Red Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Mr. Red Velvet. 
Berlon Galloway. Um, we we got to get right to it because we're we're running out of time. But I wanted to bring on Scott Greider, who's currently the Ken- Kendall County Board President, also candidate for the 14th Congressional uh, District. Scott, welcome to Black and Right for the first time. Hey, good afternoon, John, and thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Now, you know, I, I got one question for you. Oh, boy. How did you get the wife to say yes for this run for office? <laughs> <laughs> That, that that's a great question, and uh, you know she uh, she's always supportive of me, and uh, it's it's one of those things where it, you know it's just a passion to serve our community, yeah. and uh, you know to, to go on and do it. And she knows that and gets that. And in fact, uh, today we're uh, we're at you know I got to split a little bit of time. We're uh, at a volleyball uh, tournament for my daughter, and uh, you know so you got to be a dad and a, and a husband, but uh, you know uh, serving uh, the public is in my blood, and and. Uh, and, and she she understands that yeah. and, and and supports that. And you've been doing that for quite some time. You're former um, Kittle County Republican chairman, um, and I've I've met you back way back in 2007, I believe it was, uh, 2008, 2007, somewhere around there. Um, the 14th congressional district. Lauren Underwood is the current congressional uh, congressperson. Um, how, what what do you think it takes to 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 beat her? I mean, there's there's a thousand of you running in the 14th congressional right now. <laughs> What, well, is it, what will it take? Well, I think uh, I actually really like the way this new district is is drawn. You know, it's uh, uh, it, kind of an east east to west along the I eighty corridor, and it's it's Joliet to, to Mendota to, to DeKalb, and you know, it's got all of Kendall County where where you know I'm from, and um, I, I think that the, the message I'm hearing over and over, and, and I think you probably hear as well, is uh, uh, people are tired of the government overreach. They're tired of, of higher taxes. They're tired of inflation. And, you know, if you look at the news again this morning, this is the third day in a row of the uh, uh, the in- Russian invasion of the Ukraine. And, um, you know, the Afghanistan withdrawal was a disaster. And we just see, see item after item that uh, uh, this administration and, and uh, you know, Lauren Underwood and the, the House of Representatives are um, just making a mockery of. And it's uh, it, it makes me mad. And, and, and I think it's time for us to do something about it. And, and I think we can. Yeah. And, and I have to let everybody know this is the show. Uh, you did not force the mandate in any way, shape, or form in Kendall County. Uh, you've been uh, ahead of the game when you, down there in Kendall County. But um, Lauren Underwood has really played it safe. Uh, she hasn't. I, there's nothing she's ever really done. Why is she still the con- congressional candidate? I mean, the congressperson for that district. That, that, that you're exactly correct. She has played it really safe, and that, that's something that we're going to have to do is to. Uh, you know, get out and expose uh, the votes that she's taken because she's not going to say it herself. She's 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 very well scripted, um, but uh, she's taken the vote. She she votes with the squad, and we can draw that out, and, and we're going to draw that out. And, and um, you know, the uh, uh, Green New Deal and the Build Back Better and all of those big government programs are are not good for for our district, not good for our state, not good for our country. And and we're going to show that um, you know over the next uh, six months and. And I think with the climate in the country that it is right now, that, yeah. that we've got a great chance to, to knock her off. Yeah. And, Scott, where can people find you? you got any events coming up? you got 40 seconds. Where can people find you, follow the campaign, if they want to become part of the campaign? Where can they do that? They can, uh, you know, scottgrider.com is, is live and, and running. Um, you know, please check out our website. We're on, uh, we're on Facebook. And, um, you know, I'd love to hear from you. You know, scottrgrider at gmail.com. Um, send me an email um, as well. And uh, 
Um, I, I'll be around. I've been running around the district here. Where we're trying to get petitions uh, finalized and, uh, you know, on the ballot. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the time here, John. You're doing a great job. Appreciate all you do and all you've done. And, um, you know, like I said, watch your uh, your career here, too, uh, grow. So thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. That's Scott Greider, candidate for the 14th Congressional District. Um, go ahead and follow him on Scott Greider for Congress. Uh, he's really a good guy. Um, you know, we, we, we need we need strong people down there in, 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 in D.C. and in Springfield. So, hey, hour two coming up next. We're... Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Black and Right Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, my pal, my buddy, Mr. Red Velvet himself, Verlon Galloway. Did I start enough trouble the first hour? You, you, you started enough trouble the first hour. <laughs> hey, if you missed that first hour, go to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast so you don't miss any any of the of the episodes. Um, also, while you're at it, go to Black and Right Radio on Facebook, Black and Right Radio on, on all the social media uh, platforms, TikToks, um, and just, you know, subscribe, like, do all those things that you have to do. Uh, I'll YouTube once I'm, once I get back off my suspension from YouTube. Uh, yeah, I'm, when? yeah, I'm, I'm suspended again. Well, for a, what? A two week because you and I were talking about, um, the elections. Yeah. Are so they, you serious? So they, me, they gave me a two week suspension. What was the misinformation? Uh, we're not going to even go there. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know you guys are all paying attention to what's happening, um, in, in, in Ukraine with Russia invading. Um, I, I, it's, 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 it's just insane, uh, that this, this, this thug Putin can just go and attack a country unpro- uh, unprovoked. Um, uh, he created all of these, you know, reasons why he's going to go in there. Uh, but you know, I, I really wanted to talk about not just that, but I also wanted to talk about, you know, what's happening to our military, the experimentation that's happening to our military and I, I I called my good friend, good friends over at Freedom Square, and I said, Anastasia, I need somebody to come into the show. And she said, I got somebody for you. Um, he's a, a U.S. Army Major General. Uh, he's also a senior military analyst on Fox News. Uh, I I got to get the book. He had, he co-authored a book with uh, Lieutenant General Thomas McCarran. Mc, 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 ah, come I on, can't even man. Get it out. Come on. You know his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Endgame, the Blueprint for Victory in the War on Terror. Major General Paul Valley, welcome to Black and Right. Well, thank you. Thank you for your kind invitation. Yes, I really appreciate it. I've, I've heard you so many times on Fox News. I've also heard you, uh, some of the things that you're doing over there as an ambassador for Freedom Square. Uh, and I, need, I really wanted to have you on. Uh, but before we get into what's happening over in Russia, Ukraine, I know something that's near and dear to you. I've, I've sit, sat and listened to some of the interviews that you've provided um, to a couple of people. Uh, what's happening with all of this experimentation with our military? When you look at what's happening across the world, other countries are not experimenting with their military, with the critical race theory, with you know the, all of this wokeism that's happening in our military. Um, 
why is that dangerous? And, and, and why is why, why do Americans really need to understand that we have to stop the experimentation with our military? Well, I think it all started back with Clinton when they started politicizing a lot of the senior generals and admirals. And then that uh, continued on under Obama, where 120 senior officers uh, were ba- basically purged out of the armed forces um, for not aligning themselves with a uh, liberal philosophy on uh, how this country should run, rather than basing it on the Constitution and the oath that we took at West Point and duty on our country coming first. And so what you see now are generals and admirals that they have not won a war since World War II. Wow. They don't seem to know how to win and embarrassed ourselves with the surrender in Afghanistan. And then the introduction of this woke, critical race theory being taught down through the ranks and in the academies, uh, rather than focusing on readiness, unity, ability to accomplish your mission, looking at the threats out there from the cartels on our southern border uh, to uh, to Iran, uh, to uh, China, Chinese Communist Party. We don't have confidence in the four-star generals and admirals anymore. And many of us think they need to be replaced immediately. But, of course, they won't under Biden because he's clueless as well. Sir, I want to ask you a question. Do you think our military is ready or capable for a war after this de-emasculation of our troops? Well, the morale's not good, and uh, that uh, that situation uh, is even further uh, deteriorated the ranks and the morale with uh, the the vaccines and the boosters and uh, the uh, mandatory masking. The troops don't like it. And uh, so I think the morale is not good. Uh, We have very well-trained soldiers in special ops, the infantry, Air Force, Navy. But if you don't have leadership in times of strife and threats, then how can you even think you can win a battle? Right. And especially against uh, the the Chinese, for example, who we think now probably will take Taiwan. Then what are we going to do? Right. And and, and that's that's, that's the bigger problem, right? I mean, not just just with China, because... I've been saying all along, and I've been getting a lot of pushback because I do think Russia is is a problem, but I think China is the bigger problem that America will face. And my my counterpart across from me, he thinks if it's happening over there, you know, we don't. It's not of our business. Explain why, when when stuff like this happens, when Russia attacks the country unprovoked, if China goes into Taiwan or Hong Kong, why is that important to Americans? Well, it's important to America and the allies out there because, uh, uh, you know, the international, the global economic system, global financial system, that comes down to jobs, the companies that can operate and function freely in, a, in an open and free market. But, you know, we could have solved this, uh, this Russian situation very early. If this would have happened, uh, this would not have happened under Trump once happening now. Correct. And, and you've got to look at it through Putin's eyes, okay? He said he does not want a NATO country on his border. Mm. Well, would, if we had listened to that and negotiated and said, that's fine, we will not put a country on your border uh, because NATO was formed to counter Russia. Yeah. But which, which, and which, so well, Putin, through his eyes, said we're not going to tolerate. Plus, you have to understand what was going on in Ukraine at the time, right. too. 
Which is what Tulsi Gabbard and, and, and Tucker Carlson said, and they got eviscerated throughout the media for saying something mm-hmm. like that. Why should we have negotiated with Russia uh, to not make mm-hmm. Ukraine an, uh, a NATO ally? Right. Well, well, we should have done it. Well, yeah. my, my, if I was in charge, I would have done it. We have clueless people, the most incompetent people I've ever seen in the executive office. Well, my problem, sir, is of government. my problem, sir, is we're being lied to. You got this president, this feeble president saying that we're going to put crippling sanctions on Russia. But at the same time, we're buying millions of barrels of oil from Russia and the barrels Mm -hmm. of oil has tripled from $30 a barrel to $100 a barrel, or maybe even more. So how are we crippling them when we're supporting their economy? We're making Russia rich right now. So, you know what? It's all a joke because we had a Keystone Pipeline with Canada. We were energy uh, sufficient with fracking, with drilling, and with coal, and we could do nuclear if we want to. We do. But at this, oh, we still do nuclear? Yeah, okay. okay, we got the one. Yeah. Okay, but yet we're propping up this government to do what it's doing, and we keep on signaling, signaling that we're going to interfere if you go too far. What's too far? Poland? You know, the bottom line is this is a war, a civil war. Because these people, you got factions inside of Ukraine that wanted this to happen. This is a civil war. Nobody helped America with our civil war. We worked it out on our own. If we'd have lost it, we'd have lost it. But we won it. So if Russia wins it, guess what? Russia wins it. Now, if it's a true ratified treaty country like Poland or somebody else that we have to defend, then fine. Never again. I say for Poland. But now, no. No, we shouldn't be in it. What say you? Well, I agree. I don't want to see one American soldier uh, killed uh, in in Ukraine. Um, we have uh, forfeited these uh, good, uh, I would say, well thought out division de- uh, decisions. Uh, but when you have incompetent leader and you go into these uh, wars like Vietnam, like uh, Iraq. Uh, yeah. Uh, into Syria, you know, we we've, we've lost more people in the United States because of the cartels in Mexico through drugs and that than we've lost in the Middle East in 20 years. So we have to focus on the real threats. But I don't want to I don't want to sacrifice one American life in Ukraine. The North, the uh, NATO, basically is hard pressed to put together two and a, two and a half divisions yeah. of infantry or armor. Yeah, uh, they're completely defeated, and and Germany depends as well as Italy and other European countries uh, on the natural gas, and so that's why Biden has lied when he says, "Well, I have the the alliance, I have NATO behind me." No, they're not. Right. The NATO countries are not behind Biden, and uh, and his lack of uh, ability to exercise a meeting with Putin and get it worked out early on. Yeah, Major General. Um, can I hold you for one more second? Because there's a couple of more questions that I have sure. for you, and I, w- I would love to get your opinion about. Um, you're listening to Black and White Radio. We're talking with Major General, retired Major General Paul E. Valley. Uh, you listen to Black and White. We'll be right back. Back to Black and White with John Anthony on AM560, the answer. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my co-host today, Verlon Red Velvet Galloway. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Ma- retired Major General Paul E. Valley. Um, uh, Major General... You know, I, I'm, I've been watching the 
media's reaction to President Trump, uh, and they only throw out certain words that Trump said it's genius. Um, how mm-hmm. just what's your thoughts on on the media and their role uh, when it comes to these type of situations with war? And they're trying basically trying to say that President Trump is undermining President Biden when it comes to Russia because he's siding with Russia. What are your thoughts on that? Well, Trump uh, would have uh, worked with uh, uh, Putin. I set up the first meeting between President Trump and Putin in March of uh, 2017 when I was in Moscow uh, giving a a talk to a Middle East conference over there. So I've been very involved uh, 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 through that whole thing. But here's what happened. This Russian collusion, all we've done is demonized Putin and Russia for the last five years. We blame Russia on everything. And completely false, should not have been doing that. We should have been working with Putin the whole time. We could have solved this problem very early on. But Biden and his incompetent team of national security people, including the senior military, have completely uh, obviated any chance of that happening. Wow. Putin's a reasonable guy. He really is. He'll listen if you work with him. So but how would you like to be persecuted for four or five years as a thug and all of that rather than working? He's a very smart guy. And colluding he, with uh, the president. He aligns himself. I'm sorry, go ahead. And you know how they say that President Trump was colluding with him um, at the time and all that. So, you know, I, I, I personally, I didn't see no. President Trump, you know, because I'm going to read out what this is. This, here's the readout from what President Trump said. Well, what went wrong was a rigged election, and what went wrong is a candidate that shouldn't be there and a man that has no concept of what he's doing. I went in yesterday, and there was a television screen, and I said, this is genius. Putin declares a big portion of the Ukraine, of Ukraine, Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? And he's going to go in and be a peacekeeper, the strongest peace force. We could use that on our southern border. That's the strongest peace force I've ever seen. There were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. No, but I don't think of it. Here's a guy who's very savvy. I know him very well, very, very well. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's, I think that's Trump given his, 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 his opinion of Putin and what he thinks Putin did. And he's not saying that Putin's invasion was, was a genius move. No, he's, he's given his opinion about how he, his interactions with Putin. And you said that you were the one that introduced Trump to Putin in the first place. Well, again, you have to look through the reality prism. We seem to always make our decisions looking through a political prism. Matter of fact, I have a book coming out on that called The Reality Prism in a few months. But uh, we just have incompetent people in our State Department, our intelligence, our senior ranks of the military, and they're not evaluating and analyzing correctly what's going on and finding needs to be able to solve problems rather than create problems. And you mentioned earlier when we, we ceased the, uh, the pipeline, and basically we gave carte blanche to Russia to provide all the natural gas yep. uh, through the, Nord, uh, the first pipeline. The second one isn't even operating. And that's just going to help uh, or hurt the people of Europe who depend on the natural gas. So these things could have been worked out with really bright, senior, understanding okay. people. But our State Department people are totally incompetent. Sir, I've worked with some of the Russian delegation people. They're sharp. They've been educated. They're much sharper than our people. Uh, sir, 
This skirmish before it became a civil war has been going on since slash 213-214 under the, the watch of three presidents. First Obama, then Trump, and now Biden again. Now Biden, Joe, Joe Obama. You know, so, you know, I mean, listen, now it's become a big thing. But where was the American public? Where was the world eight, nine years ago? There were nobody. It was, it was nothing. The, the people have been getting into it on that border for almost a decade. Now, now you want to talk about these people uh, uh, and, and, and the hardships they're going through and what's going to happen to their country. You didn't care about that country, you know, eight, nine years ago. And in the last past two years, you know, you, you talked about how this uh, Ukraine was a corrupt country. Uh, Democrats and Republicans alike alike talked about how it was a corrupt country. So now you want them to be some big ally of ours now? No, it's too late. You should have said something about it a decade ago. And I have one question for you. Sure. We just got out of a, a war with terrorism. Do you think the people, our people, have the appetite for war? No, they don't. Unless we're directly attacked unless it's a direct attack upon the United States or our assets, then we have to defend ourselves. We're not defending ourselves on the southern border. Two two over 200,000 illegal border crossers supported by the cartels have come across. What are we doing about that? And then we have a communist Trudeau uh, in Canada who absolutely is demanding total control over the population. That's another situation. That's what we should be concerned about is our own country right now. And that doesn't mean we can't work with these other countries, but we just have incompetent people. I'm not confident uh, at all until we have new leadership in this country. And I agree. I mean, because we're being invaded from the South and then there are freedom fighters trying to to bring freedom to Canada, to the north of us. You know, I I mean, I I just don't get how Americans don't see that. But here's, here's, here's my question for you. How does this end? Um, what, what, if you had to forecast out, um, how does, how does, how does all of this play out? Um, uh, does China invade Taiwan or Hong Kong? Um, does, does Putin go beyond, um, Ukraine? Well, China always all, already controls Hong Kong. That was their first domino. The second domino is, uh, Taiwan, South Korea, Japan, Thailand, India, have very strong armed forces, some of the strongest in the world. They would, they, they are working together now loosely. There's no formal uh, uh, alliance or treaty uh, that supposedly would be led by the United States. And I know those countries have no confidence in our military to put together a consortium of those countries uh, to repel uh, and to uh, thwart off the, the threat of China taking Taiwan. I think they will take Taiwan, and we're not going to be able to do anything about it. I think Putin uh, now, he, his site is not only, was not only on the, uh, the eastern part of Ukraine, but he wants to take all of Ukraine now, and he will expend everything he can. And he's taking a lot of casualties right now uh, in Ukraine that haven't been reported, that I've been, I've been given reports from inside Ukraine. Your best uh, so guess. He's having a tough time. Your best guess, sir. If he takes new, uh, um, Ukraine, do you think he will enter into Poland? Mm-hmm. No, it's NATO. Okay, that's that's what I'm. No. That's what I was talking about from the from the outset. He knows better. If it's a treaty ratified country, he will not invade. But if you want to stand on your own as a country, you need to defend your own. 
If you can't, it's on you. There it is. Major General Paul Valerie, thanks so much for joining us on Black and Right. I mean, your your insight is, well, is, thank is, you. is, is magnificent. I'm glad you're over there at Freedom, Freedom Square as an ambassador. Uh, when the book comes out, I'd love to have you back on to talk about the book. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Major General Paul Valley. thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Nick has an interesting... Nick, welcome back. Welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, nice to hear you. You have a great show. It's uh, except for this topic with Ukraine and uh, maybe yeah. a couple of things, but always a easy to follow show, comfortable show. Uh, I was you. telling your call screen that yesterday on the second day of the attack, and I being of Ukrainian background, my uh, father was Ukrainian, my mother's Polish from Western Ukraine. But I heard a sick joke on the radio uh, yesterday that uh, a Russian guy goes up to a guard post on the border of Ukraine. And the, the Ukrainian guard asks him name. The guy says Vladimir, and uh, the guard asks him uh, your occupation. He says, "Oh no, I'm just here to visit for a while." So I thought to myself after that, you know, today I was thinking to myself, "Wait a minute, this almost represents the way Putin is thinking." He didn't think this out. I don't think uh, you know he he thought that either the intimidation with all the weapons all around Ukraine would do it and get people to say, "Okay, we're going to give you a written guarantee." Forever and ever, that there'll be no uh, joining NATO. Yeah. Then attacking them, he assured people they'll be not be attacked. No. And then all of a sudden, they I, are attacked. So I don't think he thought this out, and now it's costing him life. Hey, 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 Nick, I think he did. Yeah. I think former KGB guy himself, I think he saw all of this um, took to the end. I think he's already, he knows how this is going to play out. And, um, you know, I still think he's a thug, and I love what Sean, Sean Thompson said about him yesterday. Take him out. Uh, listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, Mr. Red Velvet. I haven't played the song. You better be glad I haven't I'm so glad. I, I, I can't find it. That's the real you, reason. You're why not playing it because I've been starting trouble today. You just don't want to I, say my I, real no, name. I, man. I, I haven't. I haven't found it. That's why I haven't played it yet. But Red. oh, there it is. I thought you was my boy, <laughs> Red. Mr. Red Velvet, Milan Galloway. Doug, before the show's over, Uh-oh. I want to hear "Blue Suede Shoes" Elvis Uh-oh. Presley. Well, I, I don't know if you know the reason why he's called Red Velvet uh, at the uh, Freedom Summit. He came with a suede red uh, blazer, jacket, blazer, and and red suede shoes. Yeah. Oh wow! And he was named Red Velvet. They stuck yeah. me with that name ever since. <laughs> How but, did I miss you? I yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm 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 happy to have our next guest in live in studio. Actually, she was actually supposed to come last week, but she flaked out. But we're not. That's that's neither here nor there. Uh, she flaked me out. Oh, I can't go. No, no I'm, just, I'm just joking. Uh, but you know, when when you look at when, when when people run for office, and especially the, for the governor, you always I always look at who they pick for lieutenant governor, and I'm always looking to see who picks somebody who really understands policy, because policy is so much more important to me than politics, because you know the politics affects people in in a political fashion and political form, but policy, bad policy or good policy, it it truly gets to the nitty gritty of 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 the everyday life. And you look at, especially here in this state, in the state of Illinois, 
We've had bad policy after bad policy after bad policy pass and get rubber stamped by Republican and Democrat governors alike uh, because the, the Republicans have not maintained control except for the two years when Lee Daniels was Speaker of the House. Uh, we have not maintained since then. And that's why I always look to see what the po- who, who they pick who truly understands policy. And our next guest, she's a mother, devoted mother of two. Uh, she is truly somebody who's been on the front line fighting. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, Jeannie Ives, I love my, my Jeannie Ives. But she's Ka- the best. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Kathleen Murphy has been that person in Jeannie Ives' corner um, for so long, mm-hmm. uh, ever since she was a state representative, pushing the policy agenda. Uh, Kathleen Murphy, who's now a candidate, a lieutenant governor candidate yeah. with Jesse Sullivan, who I've still called, I've said on this show, and I've told you, I think he's the dark horse in this race. Uh, that a lot of people are not looking at right now, but I think he's gonna he's gonna be somebody at the at the finish line. You're gonna see, I think I think Jesse Sullivan propel to the to to the top. Kathleen, welcome back to Black and Right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. That was a very long introduction. That's all right, and I agree with you on the dark horse thing. I think as yeah. people get to know him, they're gonna find him very relatable, yeah. and that he genuinely cares about how we improve people's lives, and he has ideas about how to do that. So I, I really yeah. look forward to moving forward on the campaign and rolling out some of his plans and ideas. Right. Yeah, we just rolled out um, a safe streets. Um, Leadership Council, which has 14 sheriffs from um, oh, nice. around the state. Yep. Yeah. So mo- rolling forward with things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, 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 let's just get this out right away. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people say, well, Jesse Sullivan is not uh, a, a Republican. I listen to what he has to say. I've mm-hmm. looked at it. I looked at who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why, why does he get that image that he's not a Republican? Um, I think that it's something that it's easy to put on somebody in the primary. You know, I I think that the people who are saying it know that it's a lie and they're continuing to put it out there because it's politics and this is dirty. And it's easy to take someone who's kind of an unknown and hasn't Mm -hmm. run before um, and just cast that on him in a primary and then write him off. Um, I think that he's going to overcome that because he is genuinely a conservative. He, you know, he came into the breakthrough offices, has talked to uh, breakthrough ideas was the advocacy organization Jeannie and I founded um, and talked to both of us. He's, you know, he's a legit conservative. He holds most of the same positions that I do on all of the core issues. So he's pro-life, pro-family, you know. And I knew and I know. Yeah. Kathleen Murphy wouldn't attach her name to somebody no, that, would. that would be, yeah. a, as, as they term it, the rhinos of, yes. of, of, of Illinois. I know you wouldn't. I wouldn't have even attached myself to somebody who hired too many rhinos. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. You got something? Yeah. Um, but I think you kind of stole the thunder from what I was going to ask you. Okay. Why and what issues that, that you hold dear, why would you sign your name on to Jesse Sullivan? What do you have in common and, and, and what do you hold dear that you want to push forward for that is a great question and i'm i so this past year um i think the past two years the way governor pritzker has handled um the masking issue the vaccination is the way just the mandates from top down has been so i think so many people have been hurt most notably kids i have two kids who are now 13 and 16 were 10 and 14 at the start of this lost out on so many you know one thing it was one thing after another that first year and it made me so mad because i'm like they're healthy kids you know and we were all scared and we took it seriously Mm -hmm. took it seriously for the first and then you know as it 
went on and there weren't bodies in the streets and we realized it wasn't Ebola and that, you know, <laughs> people were recovering from this and our medical system was able to catch up. And um, it, but the continuous mandates on schools and on kids, it was so harmful. And are we going to? Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, OK, <laughs> we'll continue that. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I, I'm glad you talked about that because yeah. you also have a story of what just recently happened up in Rosemont. Yes. Uh, of I mean, this this. It's because leaders have made decisions I have not got to understanding tell you this story. Oh the my impact, gosh. Not yeah. understanding the impact of those decisions. You're listening to Black and Right. We'll be right back with Kathleen Murphy. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. So new. Whoa. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with Red Velvet. Blue suede <laughs> shoes. Blue suede shoes. <laughs> Mr. Verlon Galloway. Well, it's one for oh. the money, yes. two for the show. You get ready now, go get going, but don't you step on my blue yeah. Well, I haven't seen the blue suede shoes yet. So that, you did. That, we was just oh, that's right. Debate. That's right. You did just have the blue suede shoes. Yes, I did. Okay, whatever. Before the break, <laughs> oh, before the break, we was speaking to candidate for lieutenant governor with the Jesse Sullivan for governor campaign, uh, Kathleen Murphy. Um, I'm telling you, Kathleen Murphy is somebody that you. And when it comes to policy, she gets the policy more than more than more than most. Uh, but but Kathleen. Uh, there was an incident that just recently happened in Rosemont that related to your daughter, right? Well, right. Well, it wasn't. I mean, it was a uh, business decision that had to be made. You know, Lori Lightfoot and these, they're not lifting the um, vaccine passport mandate until um, February 28th, because then magically it'll all be okay. Um, so we, she, my daughter's in dance and they have these huge dance competitions and they're convention weekends. So you... These dance companies will rent out the uh, hotel's ballroom, all its conference rooms, and there's like three to five hundred probably families, parents who book rooms for the weekend, yeah. eat at the restaurants, at the, the, in the hotel, go to the Starbucks, buy you know whatever, spend a lot of you know time and money there. So this dance convention looked at the owner of it, got the rules from Cook County on the Vax passport, oh, and right. it was. You know, parents can't go in to watch their kids dance without a vaccine passport. It wasn't just the restaurant. You couldn't, you couldn't eat in the restaurant. Couldn't go to the bar without a vaccine passport. Yep. Couldn't go watch your kid dance. Moms had to have a vaccine passport. Like, there's helper moms that help run this because the teachers can't do the whole thing. It's, it's a huge production. Right. The costumes are, like, insane. So moms couldn't be in the dressing rooms to help without a vaccine passport. So uh, it wasn't even a political statement. Right. They made it unworkable right. basically for this. So the night before cancels at the hotel in Rosemont, the whole thing. What? Cancels the whole thing at Rosemont, moves it to DuPage County. One hour delay. That's all it was. Right. <laughs> that's it on the start time. And I mean, but that hotel in Rosemont must have lost. I hope they're howling at the Cook County Board right now. But this is the policies you put in place and the people you put in place to right. enact policies. They need to understand how this stuff trickles down. And so last night I was running around for the campaign all day. 
and I there are two moms that I know. I also saw Anastasia, yeah, who does your show sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah. I, oh I yeah. ran into her. Her daughter does dance. I mean, yeah. they're huge. They're yeah. big. So I ran into her, um, and then but I, two of the moms on on my daughter's company were over at the bar. So I walked over to talk to them, and the bartender was like, "We were so happy when you guys were coming here." <laughs> He's like, "Because we love these things. Yeah. We do well in tips. All the moms yeah. come in and have a drink, and yeah. it, but." It's true. I mean, you're you. They don't even think about how this affects people who are like your bartenders and your servers, right. who all just had every, every you know, probably every room or at least half of the hotel cancel for the weekend. Yeah. And those bartenders rely on tips. So servers exactly. rely on tips. You're hurting, you know, bellmen and right. the front desk people. You probably had to cut staff because you probably staffed up, you know, on housekeeping. It's just. They don't even think about who they're hurting with their right. policies. And, and I think I think the Pritzker administration, one of the mm-hmm. biggest mistakes was coming after people like you, mothers with yeah. kids. And, um, yeah, no, we were saying off speak, the air. Yeah, speak yeah. to that. Speak no, to that. yeah, this is – so we were talking off the air, and I said, you know, one of the reasons I just – this cycle, I I wanted the fight because they came for my kids is what it felt like. Mm. I mean, you know, a lot of times these ide- discussions are – ideological Mm -hmm. and uh, you know among adults like it's okay to have these discussions but like this came down and i think a lot of people feel this way it's what we've been at school board meetings for the past you know six months we've been fighting with you know you're going back and forth with the school board but parents more and more and more are coming to it where it's like this has been horrible for my kids and there's story after story and the i think you know and and so we've got now Pritzker is going to lift the school mask mandate because he got the Supreme Court to say that, you know, I mean, he had to go through so many. The mechanisms were dizzying, right? right? The J-Car had to rule his own party. People in his own party had to planned. say this. Right. I think I think I think I think it was a, an exit ramp for him. I think, yes. I think he knew he was going to lose. Yeah. So they they plan because. Again, he came after kids. Yes. You don't do that in politics. And you know, right. And and he, I mean, he's got a lot of money, but the only thing more powerful in politics than money is a bunch of motivated moms. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look what just happened yeah. in Virginia. No, and it's, it's yeah. you cannot stop a mom who's truly motivated like that. And nothing will motivate moms faster than how you're treating their kids. So, And he's comfortable in the end knowing that yeah. he can still use that 30-day rule Cause that's what it all came down. That's to. what, he, yeah. He declared a victory. So it's still about. He just wanted to make sure they said he could still be in control because right. he yeah. still wants to be in control. Wants to get through the election. Mm-hmm. Still wants people to stop being angry and calm down. And isn't yeah. that just how they are? They'll like they'll push you till you make enough noise. Yeah, that's and true. then they'll back off of it. You were in Springfield, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then they'll back off of it. And then once they realize how far they can push you, they'll back. And yeah. then they'll go at it again. They'll yeah. go after and, it again. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what and that's how done. they encroach on your life. And that's how we're here. So. Yeah. So I, I, I want to hold you for, for one more second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Because I want to know what a, what a Sullivan Murphy uh, administration would look like, you know, because I, I, you know, you look at these mandates and um, what will the Sullivan Murphy administration mm-hmm. force people through these mandates? Or will they go through the proper chain of, of the state legislative body to have a discussion, a robust discussion? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think, you know, you day one undo yeah. the mandates if they're, if they're still in place. Yeah. You undo these mandates. And then you work through the legislature to make sure this never happens again with a bill like Dan Ugasti's got now to limit emergency yeah. powers. Yeah, you listen to the Black and White. We'll be more with Kathleen Murphy. 
And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I left that Kanye breathe a little bit Because you know that's my guy I love Ye I'm sorry y'all don't love Ye I love Ye I love him I'm a fan but I don't like the social media stuff right Yeah You gotta go easier on him Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 I'm your host John Anthony Live in the studio with Verlon Galloway See I went I went there Just your name Can Just you? your name can you please just give me a little bit of an opening? Because we got I, almost I, the I same despise. question. Okay, go ahead. You know what? I'll let you ask the question. Oh, then. thank I'll you. I'll give it to you. Thanks, uh, boss. <laughs> go ahead. Take it away. Okay. So yeah. tell them who we're talking to. You, you're talking you to Vernon Galloway. I haven't <laughs> been saying my name I'm at talking all. about who, who we're interviewing. <laughs> oh, you, you interrupted me because I was going to say <laughs> no, who we were interviewing. Go ahead. But you, go no, ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead, Vernon. Go ahead. Look, take over the We show. know each other. Everybody knows who she she is. I just got a simple question. Yeah. Kathleen Murphy. Kathleen Murphy. Candidate for lieutenant governor. Was Candidate for there lieutenant you go. governor. I'm trying to help you here. Yeah, name recognition is the biggest thing. You're right. I repeat it. You're yeah. right. But if you and Jesse Sullivan takes office, will you fall prey to this wokeism and diversity? Mm-hmm. Or will you fill this cabinet with the best qualified people? I always say the cream rises to you the stole top. stole my yeah. question, but that's okay. And I get attacked by the left and left radio. But I believe the cream rises to the top. So I find the wokeism and all of that, I am repelled by it. So I I will not fall prey to it. And I think the, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't do all of the, the most diverse cabinet. I want the most qualified people. I, you know, it's not my decision entirely, but Jesse and I are really pretty aligned on most things. And so what I would want is someone like, you know, Paul Vallis to head up the Illinois State Board of Education. Oh, that was someone with a record choice. of accomplishment yes. of rebuilding school districts, yes. which he did in, after Katrina in New Orleans. I mean, someone who really understands and he understands the union side and yes. he understands. But someone like that who's extremely qualified. Amazing. I mean, because half these things that are happening with our kids in schools are coming from the State Board of Education. Yes. I mean, they are forcing this really toxic curriculum down on kids right now. Right now, um, and governor, the governor appoints yes. them, and the governor manages the agencies. So mm-hmm. there is a lot the governor can do without, you know, we all know Bruce Rauner ran into a lot of problems trying to just run everything through the legislature, but the governor well, can Bruce manage Rauner was those. was a lot of problems, but that's a, another subject. <laughs> that's a whole other subject. But, um, but the, he didn't bother to like manage the agencies, which you right. can make a big difference in right. the state budget. And you can, right. I mean, you can make a big difference in people's lives with, in terms of how they deliver services. Right. So there is a lot that the governor can do that way. And I think that we would need to prioritize how the agencies are run. And, you know, Jesse has, has run, um, has helped build businesses across the globe, across, you know, he's so he's worked with diverse teams of people. He's worked in very difficult circumstances, places like Haiti and Cuba mm-hmm. to build up businesses. Um, he advised the brigadier general in Afghanistan. He was a civilian intelligence officer in the military about um, attacks on U.S. soldiers. So he has, he has figured out how to be successful in difficult circumstances, working with diverse teams of people. I feel like he would actually excel at, at that piece of it, managing the agencies yeah. and running the executive branch, um, prob- for certainly better than any governor. Real quick. Recent you, history. Real quick. We, we got a minute left. Yeah. What would his four deputy governors look like? 
what do you, you, you deputy governors? Yeah. Wow, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. I certainly hope that I would have an advisory role yeah. uh, on the campaign as the um, lieutenant governor. Um, I don't, you know, names have not been thrown around yeah. for that. Maybe a John Anthony. I got some ideas. Yeah. Some, yeah, I got some ideas for some deputy governors. Because, yeah. because that's who really runs the day-to-day yes. operations yes. Of, the, of the government. Yes. You know, because, I mean, you got the Illinois Department of Public Health. You got all these different agencies Absolutely. that really affect how Illinois works. So, yes. uh, real quick, website, where can people uh, find Jesse you? JesseSullivan.com. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Do you have a uh, lieutenant governor page where people can I follow? don't. Nope. I'm on his page. So, it's all just JesseSullivan.com. Please. Oh, you didn't yeah. do the Aaron Del Mar create your own page? Did he do that? <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. Kathleen Murphy, <laughs> uh, candidate for lieutenant governor. Thanks so much for joining Black Thank and White. Thank you so much. You guys were fun. amazing. You were amazing. Uh, Black and right. We'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow, just like the demeanor, I'm Welcome back to Black and White Radio, hour number three, I still love to say that, feels good, it goes so quick, I feel like Musafa, I remember the, the coyotes, well, not coyotes, the hyenas, Mufasa, oh, oh. <laughs> I get that when I hear that third hour, Lion King, uh, whatever, um, that was that was a good interview. Yeah, you she know? comes up. She well, it's not that she comes off. She is so genuine. Yeah, genuine. Those are yeah. the type of people that we need in office. Genuine people. Yeah, and we have a bunch of them. Yeah. Now, now I, you know, we talked about what happened with the 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 um the um, temporary restraining order with the Supreme Court. Uh, and as you know, the first hour I called my good friend, my buddy, out twice over the air. Um, and, you know, Dennis Revelletti, call in. We need to talk about this. Uh, he's somebody I served with. He was a really good friend when I was in Springfield. Um, somebody that I learned a lot about how Springfield operates. Um, uh, and, and also somebody who, who, <laughs> we, we, he would always say the pendulum is swinging and, and it always shifts. Uh, Dennis Rebelletti, former state representative, attorney at law. Welcome back to black and right radio. John, thank you for inviting me back. It's, uh, good to be back on and, and, Looking forward to discussing this important matter with you guys. Yeah, you know when when I when I saw the when I, I read, I actually read the brief, and I looked and I saw that the temporary restraining order was vacated, but then the Supreme Court also said that there's really a moot point as far as um, them taking action on on the um, temporary restraining order because of what Jacar did. Why would they still vacate the temporary restraining order? What 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 does that what does that mean when they temp- when they vacated that? So I, I think it's important for the listeners to understand the process, and I call it the alphabet soup of what everybody's been hearing about with IDPH and ISB and JCAR. You have all these different uh, agencies and committees that are supposed to be doing their jobs and their silos, and from the Supreme Court's ruling, 
they've gone far afield from the Sacramento County judge to the appellate court, all the way up to the Supreme Court. So the court sent it back to Sacramento County. Uh, they vacated uh, the temporary restraining order because there's no need for the temporary restraining order because the court said that the issue is moot right. because JCAR, which is a joint uh, committee on administrative regulations, uh, has, uh, chose to not implement the emergency rule by the Illinois Department of Public Health. So therefore, it gets remanded back to Sangamon County, and that, that basically is the end of the case unless, uh, you know, the, the schools or the governor doesn't want to follow the rules of the court. So if he doesn't say, okay, of course, right now he's he's going to follow the rules because it's, it's campaign season. But say this new virus, because I just heard about it. I, I can't even remember the name, but it's a new uh, variant. Say if this becomes another hospitalization and he puts another mass mandate out there or, or whatever else, another vaccine mandate, what would happen? What would be the end result? So the, the court all the way from the circuit court in Sangamon, all the way to the Illinois Supreme Court, was concerned about the process. And John and I have talked about the process and the Constitution, how important they are, even in a pandemic now turning into an endemic. So if the governor wanted to put a mandate in, masks in schools or vaccines or whatever other uh, mitigation he wanted to try to put in, the court has said, look, you're almost 600 days into this. This is not an emergency from our perspective. You need to follow the administrative process, which is have your agency, the only Department of Public Health, promulgate an emergency rule to that effect. Uh, have that rule go to the Joint Commission where senators and uh, state representatives from both parties sit and do something incredible like, hey, let the public know there's going to be a hearing, let the public know they can comment it, and then let their elected officials do their jobs. Right. If they don't do that, you can go right back to court and find that he is in violation of where the court is at and start the process all over. Right. And, 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 and Dennis, I was actually having that conversation with Doug prior to the show starting. Uh, I think if we, we had had a robust discussion, uh, a debate about all of this in the beginning, I really believe that we would we probably wouldn't have had this vitriolic venom that was started spitting out on both sides because there would have been a debate and you you would have been able to hear uh, opposing viewpoints about just all of the decisions that this governor was making. Do you think it was it was really a misstep on this governor's part and and also the, the legislative body's part and not having that robust discussion about all things pertaining to this 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 I don't, I'm, I'm afraid to say it because I don't want to get, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it, but with this, with this virus. You know, John, it, I have talked about this from day one. Uh, IEMA, as, which is the Illinois Emergency Management Group, that, that's where the General Assembly says, hey, you guys have authority to give the governor the ability to manage disasters, to manage a virus. And there are shortened time frames, 30 days, 60 days, you can renew it. I've always believed that this administration and the General Assembly, the majority party, have, have, should have, from a procedural standpoint, not even a partisan standpoint, there should have been hearings at JCAR. The General Assembly should not 
and sat on their hands. They should have been, they should have had IDPH, they should have epidemiologists and doctors, public health experts come and testify in the same committees that you and I sat in and, and put the information out, let there be debate, let the people have the information and let people in the General Assembly make informed decisions. And guess what? Let the General Assembly pass laws based off that information or give the authority to the governor to go ahead and manage the crisis. But they chose not to. They were happy to let the governor do it. He did it. And what happened was the people chose through the legislative or through the judicial process, which they shouldn't have had to start at, to take back their rights. Um, I think you alluded to my question, but it bears repeating. Uh, from what the ruling was uh, yesterday, I think they took it off the table, whereas though the, ju- the judge uh, ruling stood. So from what I was hearing on the news, he still has that power to make 30-day rulings at a time. Is that true or not? He, he can always try to institute a rule, and he has the authority to do that, except for if he wants to go back through the process through the school districts, he'd have to go through IDPH, would have to go through JCAR, and that gives the authority to then promulgate this to the schools. The governor, for whatever reason he believes is right, can issue a 30-day in emergency. But again, if it's going to be COVID-related, the courts are aware, as the state is aware, as the nation and world are aware, this is not something that's new. And this, this, and the, the court in Sangamon County gave extreme questions regarding the, the fact that this, at that time, had been 550 days into this, so it's not an emergency. So why are why aren't you doing your due process, your hearings, your notice? Why aren't you doing that before you try to implement anything? So nobody can stop the governor from doing anything, just like people can't stop people from suing one another. But the process has already been laid out from the circuit court, the appellate court, all the way to the Supreme Court. So will the governor do another emergency rule? He may, but I would assume that they would go back in immediately to get a temporary restraining order to stop it. Okay. If, if it goes afield. Thank you. I just I just wanted people that to be explained so people could understand that he can't just go willy nilly anymore. It'll it'll be stopped yeah, quickly. So thank that, you. That is correct. You're welcome. And, and it's a, you're right. And it, it does bear uh, the understanding that the governor just can't unilaterally do things in an emergency state. You have to justify the emergency, and the court took. It t- took him to task and the attorney general to task saying, this is no longer an emergency. You have the time to have the discussion and the debate and, and do it the right way. Right. And, and then I know you're a busy man. You have um, time to stick around for one more segment. I do. OK, because because I want to talk about the politics of what's happening and also the importance of those two Supreme Court seats, uh, the second and the third that's, that's going to become um, open and and just how people really need to start paying attention to the election when it comes to that aspect as well, the judicial branch of it, right? Absolutely. All right, I hope hope you can st- stay in the line, Dennis. Don't go anywhere. Don't hang up on me because I, I know where you live. I'll come over there and get you. <laughs> You're listening to Black and White Radio on AM560. So we're talking with attorney Dennis Rebelletti, former state representative and all-around good guy. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM 560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. 
Welcome back to Black and Red Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio on all social media platforms Facebook, uh, Rumble, YouTube on the AM560 The Answer live YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe. And go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel, too, Black and Right Radio, although I'm suspended at the moment. Uh, I come off suspension this week. <laughs> it was a two-week suspension. This is my second uh, ding as far as when it comes to um, misinformation is what they call it, that I spread misinformation. Uh, just because I, I, I thought we lived in America. Uh, before the break, we were talking to former state representative Dennis Rebelletti, attorney at law, um, Dennis, are we still in America? We we are still in America, John, and that's why we have a United States Constitution and Illinois Constitution because we are a nation of laws. We are a rule of law nation, so we do still live in America. But you know, I, I have have we been following though that that Constitution uh, of the of the United States of America and the state of Illinois? Uh, because I, I I personally don't think so, and I think I think so many people were comfortable with these tyrannical decisions being made on their behalf, um, especially these decisions who went with these unelect. you used to always say this, these unelected bureaucrats, you know, they, I think they were the most dangerous people uh, in our country in the last two, two years. What say you? Well, it's very important that when you're following a process that no matter what the crisis is, this nation has faced a number of them over the centuries and it's always uh, come up uh, on the right side and has moved forward, is that there's a reason that we have a process. And with COVID, uh, politicians uh, took advantage of the crisis. Uh, Like Ron Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. And here we go. We are uh, using the crisis to uh, change the dynamics, to, to move to more progressive policies, and to let agencies that people had no idea existed uh, impact the lives of 12.5 million people in the state of Illinois and over 300 million people in the nation. And the, law, the rule of law stands because it stood through civil war and it stood through world wars and it has stood through uh, pandemics previously. So this nation has faced these things and the state has and uh, we still have to follow the rule of law, and we can't get away from following the process. Well, here in Illinois, they do have a supermajority. He's been letting his Congress off the hook, but if he wanted to, he could go to the Wait, excuse me, it's not his Congress, it's the people's place. Yeah, well, right now, if they're all on the same page, it's his Congress. (laughs) If he wanted to, he could go to his body and say, this is what I want, do we believe in the same thing? And if they're all on the same page, they can overrule those judges, right? Well, the, the General Assembly should be passing laws and, and putting forth good public policy. Uh, they've chosen at this point to take a back seat. They've, they've, the Democratic majorities felt that it was okay to let one person rule the state of Illinois. And there's 118 people that represent about 108,000 people uh, in the Illinois House. You have 59 senators who have double that amount. Uh, and they have been totally removed from the process. We have three branches. They have not, the, the super majorities in both chambers have taken a pass. Yeah. That's not how the process works. And, and so they let one person run everything. And that's never what our founding fathers ever imagined. And here we are allowing that to happen. So you think it's going to bite them? Be done, 
You think that's going to come back so. home? Look, you know, John, here in Elmhurst, uh, I, we have seen a number of the mama bears and papa bears going to school board meetings and, and coming out to our township committeeman meetings. They are angry. They are frustrated. They want change. And they, so, and we have people who have, who are independents and, and Democrats that are coming over saying enough is enough. And that pendulum swung, John, so far that I've talked to you about over the years, so far left that people now have realized, man, I can't do this anymore. I can't believe I let my government be taken away from me and given to the control of one person, and I want it back. And, and you know what, Dennis? Um, being part of Freedom Initiative now, I've seen how Democrats, independents have come to these events, and they're angry, and they're mad. And they want to take back the state. And I think they are. But how important is it for people to start looking at these judge races? Uh, especially when you look at, I mean, just, I mean, just let's, let's, let's start with the Illinois Supreme Court. There are two seats that are up. One that's an open seat in the second. And then the, the third. How important are, are, is it for people to start looking at these race, at these, these judicial races? Because, because that's the backdrop. That's the backstop, right? Absolutely, John. And it's interesting because the Democrats are well aware of their importance because for the first time ever, they've redrawn the maps. Uh, I live now in the third appellate district, which I used to live in the second district. They were afraid after Justice Kilbride was not retained down in the third district that ran from Will County all the way down to uh, Peoria and beyond. Uh, they saw that going Republican. So what do we do? We gerrymander things. We take away. We dilute people's right. When people talk about voting rights, one person, one vote, that's what we're talking about. But you're diluting it because you're going to try to draw it so that you can maintain a Democratic majority. That's the important part. And you see the importance of the Illinois Supreme Court and the rulings. When you look at gerrymandered maps, That this is probably the most gerrymandered mandered map in the in the entire united states from legislative all the way through to the supreme court it's designed to keep super majorities it that's what chills speech that's what keeps one person and one party in power and we need the opportunity for a reasonable fair-minded court that will be the backstop that will say hey look this law is unconstitutional go back to the drawing board. And so that's why we have to pay attention to these races from Supreme court to every legislative race, all the way down to your County board races and local County races, because we can't give up any ground anywhere. Yeah. You listen to the black, right, black and right radio on AM five sixty. the answer. We're talking with former state representative, Dennis Rebelletti an attorney at law. Okay. Um, what do you think are hurt them more? Them taking your best guess, them taking a pass, on, on taking a vote when, when it came to this pandemic or taking a vote and then taking a hit in the election. Right now they can say, well, I didn't vote for it. I didn't vote for that and go to their constituents and say whatever they want. But if they would have taken a vote, they got to take the heat along with the governor. Right now it's one man taking right. the heat. And that's, I guess, in, in an odd way, better for their party. So what do you, what's your best guess? Hey. They took a they took a political view uh, in the long game and said, "Here, you're in charge. You figure it out." And that's not the first time that the Democratic Party has passed the buck. Um, they've done it previously under with Governor Quinn. They said, "Here's the budget. Here's all the money. You figure it out. You spend it." 
Um, and they, and they have no, so that they can go back home and say, look, I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not in charge of these mandates. That was the governor. And I wish I could have done something about it, but I, you know, there's nothing I can do. I'm just a legislator. So that's how they walked away from it. And that's where people need to hold their uh, elected officials accountable because they had the power to do something. They had the power to make the change and they chose to sit on their hands. So what's your prediction? Um, does the, the powers change for the governorship and what happens in the house and the Senate? Well, you know, John, uh, uh, um, I'm a Cubs fan, so I'm an optimist. <laughs> I so, <know> that. Um, <laughs> um, look, uh, I've talked and I've spoken around DuPage County and, and I've spoken around the area and I really believe this is to be a wave like 1994 mm. when a guy named uh, Kate Phillip and Lee Daniels became Lee Daniels from Elmhurst became speaker of the house. Uh, the Illinois Republican Party won seats all throughout the state, state it, seats that people weren't even aware were in contention. Uh, and so it does matter. And I, I think we, we can definitely see that. But, you know, there's a long time uh, th- these next few months here until June and then all the way to November. That's a lifetime of what can happen from a national and state level. So, um but to that end, John, I have to tell you, I hope you'll invite me back. I'm, I might get back into the uh, elected official game at a, at a different level. And I oh. wanted to, uh, when I have more information, I'm going to keep you posted on that. Oh, please do. I'm taking, Breaking news. I'm, I'm taking bets. I think the governorship may change hands, but as far as the body, uh, I'm taking bets. A three martini bet. Me and John always have a three martini bet. I don't think it's going to change hands. So you want to, you want to take a bet? Uh, I can join you guys in that, but I do think, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, look, I, I think that the gerrymandered maps, I don't think we're, we, we can get back everything, but I do think we have a great shot at the governor's race in those constitutional offices. Dennis Rebelletti, former state representative, attorney at law, my friend, my buddy, my pal. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Hey, coming up, I told you I got a, I got a surprise guest, and I'll just say this. They created a group called Voices of the Future. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Thinking I can see through this and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. But I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put your blame on me. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Mr. Red Velvet himself. No, I'm not going away from Troublemaker. Though. <laughs> the Troublemaker. You keep going away from me. I know. Every time you have me here, I'm going to start more trouble. Well, you know, honestly, our next guests are starting a lot of good trouble. Okay. Down in the Peoria area. Um, I just want to read something that the mother sent me in a message. And I was like, I got I to gotta get these, these two young girls on. My daughter started a movement called Voices of the Future. It's on Facebook. She's trying to have a voice for the children all over to stand up for freedom. They are trying to take her two scholarships for not wearing a mask. They have kicked her out of class several times, denying her education. She has to skip class to make it to the next. This is unjust and not legal. Please help us share our story. We also have another girl I brought on board, to, too. She's a medical exempt, and they keep kicking her out as well. i kicking her out, too. And I had to have these two young girls on because 
you know how I feel when it comes to these young people, and I really believe um, we have to get behind them when they're, when they're willing to stand up and stand out and face all type of ridicule and, you know, um, ost- they're, they're ostracized by their classmates, their peers, the teachers. Uh, just, it's just these young people today are going through things that, you know, we didn't have to go through. You know, we didn't. We weren't inundated with twenty four seven media. We weren't inundated with. We didn't have online press. You know, we didn't have computers in our pockets. But I wanted to have Shaylin, and I hope I'm saying their names right, Shaylin and Amia, on to talk about what what it is that they're trying to do with their voices of the future. Shaylin and Amia, welcome to Black and Right. Thank you. Hey, thank, thank you. you so much. And I want to thank um, Shaylin. I want to thank your mother Jesse for uh, reaching out um, because she didn't have to. But I know, you know, nobody's trying to hear what's what your story or what's happening down to you down there in the Peoria area. Uh, so talk to us. I yeah. mean, what what has this been like for you as a young person having to navigate through this whole coronavirus uh, issue? Um, it's been hard because you know us kids were so young, and this is the next generation, and. Us high schoolers and young kids, we should be able to enjoy our teenage years in high school. We should be able to have fun. But we are constantly being kicked out of school and being treated like criminals and saying that we're doing wrong for fighting for our rights. And, you know, just we're being denied education, and that's ruining every chance that we really have for our future. Yeah. Did I say your names right, Shaylin and Amia? Um, it's, you're saying Shaylin, right? But it's Amaya. Amaya. Okay. I'm sorry. Amaya. Yeah. Yeah. Amaya, what's your take? I'm sorry. What's your take on it? How how has this been for you? How has it, how tough has this been for you as, as a young student, uh, having to navigate through this? Um, it's been very stressful. Um, yesterday I was suspended for not wearing a mask, even though, um, on Monday, everything's going to be dropped. Um, they told me that their hands were tied. They treated me like a criminal. I had to hide. I had to hide from my AP officer who was texting me throughout the whole school. She emailed every teacher um, telling them to report me if I, were not, I was not wearing a mask, even though I'm medically exempt. Yeah. No. It's just very stressful. How, how are you guys doing mentally? How how? How tough is this for you? Um, are, are you? Are we're you, very. Go ahead. Yeah, we're very stressed. I would say that's the word is stressed. And it emotionally affects us because we're constantly worried about whether we're welcome or whether they want us there because we're constantly being kicked out. Um, you know, on the emotional side, there's a lot of emotions <clears throat> that go through our head. Um, just being stressed sad, upset about the situation and no one really wanting to help us in the Peoria area because they don't understand what's going on because they never experienced the situation. Just stuff like that, you know. Well, uh, you're so strong when it comes to this. I mean, you're tougher than I could be because I don't know if my kids were still young of age in school, I probably would have lashed out by now instead of enduring it. You've endured the worst. It's going to get better. Um, I hope it, it's not a blemish on your career going forward, but just just learn from this. You'll be the next voters. You'll be the next leaders of this country. Take this as a, as a learning lesson and just be stronger for it. 
Yeah, and that's kind of why we made Voices of the Future, because we want to have a voice for the kids that don't have the courage to do so or, you know, they can't get their voice out there. So we want to be the ones to hype them up and tell them, like, it's okay to be heard and get your story out there because there's a lot of kids and adults and teachers going through the exact same thing. Like, the teachers are constantly having to say, my hands are tied Mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, like, they're bullied. Hey, they're listen, listen, we, we, we have to go to break. Uh, I want you to hold the line. Okay. Don't hang up because I want to I talk about they, they threatened to take scholarships from, I believe it's you, Shaylin, right? Uh, and yeah. I, I think that's a huge problem. Uh, you listen listening to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Black and right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Berlin Galloway. Before the break, we were talking to two young ladies who started a group called Voices of the Future. To, have, to be a voice for those who are voiceless or who are afraid to be a voice. Um, Shaylin and Amaya, um, how many of your peers have, have, have reached out to you, although they don't want to publicly become a part of it, but they've reached out to you to say thank you for being a voice for them? Um, for me, I have many friends who have supported me. And also we have a new member of Voices of the Future, though he couldn't be here. At this moment, his name is Anthony, and he was suspended three times in a span of two weeks. Oh, because um, he didn't want to wear the, the muzzle? Yeah. That uh-huh. and also he, has a, has a uh, he has a disability, oh. and um, he has medical reasons to not wear a mask like me. And he was um, to the point where now he's thinking about dropping out and getting his GED. Oh, my gosh. This is just... Insane. Now, I, I hear that they were trying to talk, take away some scholarships. Um, talk to us about that. What, 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 what scholarships and why are they trying to take them away? So um, I have two scholarships as a freshman. One is athletically and one is academically. Um, I earned them towards the beginning of the school year. They started threatening to take those away um, as they you know, figured out that I wasn't going by or complying to their rules. Um, you know, they wanted, they just want to take everything from me yeah. because they know I'm not going by the rules. Yeah. But. You mean recommendations? Cause they're not rules. I still, you know, this, I mean, we, we've allowed recommendations to become rules, recommendations to become rules and laws. And I, that's not the system of government we, that we are. I, I, I want to take a phone call because I have somebody calling from Peoria who said that the local media wouldn't even talk to your parents or you guys. Uh, I'm, so I'm going to ask Steve into this conversation. Steve, welcome to Black and Right. Steve, you there? Steve? I don't think Steve's there. All right, we'll, we'll put Steve on hold. Um, yeah, so, you know, it, it's just amazing and and your mom is just, you know, Shaylin, your mom is just so upset and so flustered and frustrated. Uh, have you guys tried to go to the media? Yes, we have. 
we have posted our videos all over social media. Um, mine and Amaya's video both went viral. We've had supporters all over TikTok and Facebook and things like that. Um, we've had people sending in donations for our movement to get an attorney to fight against this. Yeah. I might have to co- contact my buddy Tom DeVore and see what see his interest in this case because uh, it's, this is... Yeah, so we have actually tried reaching out to We've Thomas before. Texting. We've emailed, texted, and called him, stuff like that. He re- He's reached out to us once and, you know, gave us a price on what we needed to raise to get a hold of him. Yeah. Um, we That's what we... We've that's basically... Yeah, that's basically been our goal. We've only been able to raise 1100 so far, but that's kind of what we're trying to do. Is get well, talk to the people. Listen, where, where can people send you money to help you? Uh, you guys got a cash app. Go Venmo, yeah, yeah. We have um, Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal. What? How, so, what's the names that's associated with it? Venmo is Jessica. Venmo is Jessica dash dash James James dash dash four seven four four seven four. Okay. And cash App is Jessica Jesse Rudd. It's what? Say that again. The cash. The Cash App is Money Sign. Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, Russ, okay. R-U-S-S. If you can go to my, my my Facebook black and white page and put that in the comments under the video. Uh, I'll do that, it right now. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, I also have somebody, David, David, who wants to encourage you girls. David, welcome to black and right. Hey, hey, John, great show. Having people on where the rubber meets the road, we need people like this to stand up. Now, I have some numbers I want to give. 0.4% of people who have died from COVID, are aged under uh, 20 and under. These uh, school age up until sophomore year in college should not be wearing masks because they're not at risk. I understand the teachers want to wear masks because they think they're they're at risk. I understand that. But hang in there. I mean, I have a solution for them if you want to bring up Sean Thompson. Really quickly. Um, his his number his, his uh, solution is to lose weight. Eighty percent of people that have died from COVID are overweight, yeah. and close to 40% of Americans are overweight. That means if we all go and, and lose weight, our risk of dying from COVID are cut at least in half, yeah. you know, as, as a nation. Yeah. So I want to uh, encourage these, these kids in school, stick together, find, you're already doing it, yeah. but find peers and have meetings and meet with people, yeah. and especially when you're in school, hang out with the people that agree with you on masks, because if you have witnesses, your fight will be much easier, and you will overcome this. It's coming. We're going right. to overcome this. I got to go, David. People that are being oppressed. Thanks so much for calling, David. Got to go. Uh, I'm Shaylin and, and Amia. Um, where can people find you at uh, on all the social media platforms? Um, on TikTok, it's Jesse underscore of underscore TikTok. Forgive me. Your... Oh, we also have Discord. What about Facebook? Um, it's for. Um, on Facebook, the name is The Voices of the Future. Okay. You know what? I want to thank you, and girls. goes to Discord. Okay. I want to thank you, girls, for joining us today. Uh, I'm going to talk to a, a few other the, the, the hosts here in AM560. Hopefully, they can have you on as well. Um, stay encouraged. If there's anything mentally you I mean, you feel weak, please reach out to somebody. Um, don't give up. you got a lot of people who listen to this show today who are standing with you. Trust me when I tell you that. You hear me? Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Uh, listen to Black and White. We'll be right back.
back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the loose, whoa, 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 making moves. I need some room, whoa, 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 always cold. Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Philon Galloway. Let's head back to the phone line. Steve, Steve from Peoria. Steve, you, you were familiar with the girl's story. I was trying to get you on while they were on. Uh, what's going on down in Peoria? Well, actually, uh, the media, and, and I tried to contact all three stations throughout the whole week. and. So did the, their parents, and our media had no interest at all to listen to this the side of the kids, wow. and 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 both their parents that I talked to, um, Angela and Jesse, these these parents were broke down. This yeah. is affecting those kids and their family mentally, and you should hear how the school board and the and the principals are talking to these kids and stuff. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And it took you in Chicago to even talk to these kids to let them get out what they should be doing here in their own town. Well, Steve, I'll tell you, people know that I like these stories. I, I love to highlight stories like this, especially when it's when it's young people, uh, because, I mean, th- their voices have to be magnified, especially when they're, when they're going through things like this. So, I, so somebody sent me this story, and that's one, one of the reasons why I reached reached out to the mom. Yes, and, and it's greatly appreciated because you're you're giving them a little bit of relief here that somebody's listening to them instead of shunning them and just treating them like they they mean nothing. And and that's what these school boards in, in this town, it, 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 they are just ignoring the families, the yeah. kids, and, and trying to embarrass them. And, and you know, it's it's terrible. And it's appreciated that you took the, the, your time there in Chicago to listen to what's going on to them down here. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Black and Right. I really oh, yes. Appreciate it. Love your show. Have a good one. All right. Well, switching gears right quick. All all police matters. Okay. Uh, three officers that was on trial federally in the George Floyd uh, killing, all convicted. They could serve up to life. From the federal. For the federal. Uh, for the federal. And they still got to be on trial for state. Okay, the retired police officers who now is 79, he was 71 at the time that he killed the man in the movie theater because he threw popcorn on him. He was acquitted. Stand Your Ground is alive and well in Florida. It is. Yep. And the officer on trial now for shooting into the apartment in conjunction with what the- you mean? you mean the home? I thought that was a home. That wasn't a home? No, it was an apartment. Brianna Taylor? I thought that was a home. No, it was apartment. It was an apartment, it was an apartment complex. Okay. Um, he shot into the, the wrong apartment. He's on trial right now. Looks like he's going to probably do it's some Minnesota. time. It's in Minnesota. It's in Minnesota. No, no. That, that was in uh, oh, Kentucky. 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 He may do some time, and Black Lives Matter isn't through with him. They want him charged federally. They're going to go through the federal government to yeah, get but, every but, last one of these offices. Yeah, but, but, but good thing they got a, a, a str- smart and strong attorney general in Kentucky. That's a black a, man. That, black man. Yeah, that, that's a, that has a lot to do. I, I'm, what I'm saying is he might not get convicted by the state. But that doesn't stop the federal government from going oh, yeah, after him. Biden's, Biden's uh, yeah, Garland. Yeah, America. Garland. He's going after all of them. Yeah. So, As it pertains to those three in Minnesota, you, you know my opinion about that. I, I, I definitely didn't think they should have, uh, especially been tried federally. I mean, I mean, it's a, they're, they're reaching. They're yeah. reaching. They, these guys were doing their job. 
Now they weren't on the body, the neck or the body. You're trained. No, that was real training of of how they they maintained his legs so that he couldn't move. One guy know? didn't even touch him. Didn't even. And he's him. convicted. Yeah. See, yeah. that's the new standard under this that's administration. That's the Minnesota standard. I think it's going to be the federal standard until we get this guy out of office. Well, and get a new attorney general. Hopefully that's soon. Right? That's right. I want to thank uh, Major General Paul Valley. Uh, I'm not going to draw on a blank. Uh, Kathleen Murphy, uh, Lieutenant Governor candidate. Uh, who else do we have as a guest? Oh, uh, Shaylin and, and Amaya. Yes. Amaya. yes. Uh, guys, go look, go look him up, Voices of the Future. Uh, we got to get behind our young people who are willing to stand up against these tyrannical people. Villan, thanks. Doug, thank you so much. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.